You're listening to Packers Talk Network. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your guaranteed authentic tickets from theticketking.com, a longtime trusted source and local Green Bay business. Just go to PackersTalk.com slash tickets for more information and ticket links. That's PackersTalk.com slash tickets. game we've talked enough about that last week now we're just gonna do the betting lines we cut it off last week and we devoting an episode just to the betting lines for you gambling degenerates and we know there are almost four dozen of you out there who have probably been you know chain smoking biting your fingernails trying to get your man on the phone so you can place your bets well this is the opportunity Dave, are you set? Do you have the betting lines so that we can get somebody into the Packers Therapy Hotel and Casino? Because God knows there's nobody else there right now. You just got to jump right into the betting lines. No foreplay whatsoever. Well, just why? not going to no, sweep me no, up a little bit. There's no game to talk about. There was no game. Well, it was a Badger game last week, and that was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, what, Major League Baseball, uh, you know, playoff? I mean, there's nothing to talk about, Dave. Nothing. Well, I guess there is something to talk about run to win. That is something to talk about. The Jerry Kramer biography, Dave. Yes. Um, And you know what I did? I went to uh, triumphbooks.com. That's where you can buy run to win Jerry Kramer's biography. And for those who are keeping track at home, the ISBN is 978-163-72730005. But that's not how you get a discount. No, 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 no. If you go there, and you say, you know, I want to buy Run to Win, Jerry Kramer's biography. You go there and you put in the code, the coupon code, Packers Talk or Packers Stock. Either way, I put in Packers Stock and it defaulted to Packers Talk. And you know what? You save 25%. I mean, on the hardcover from 30 bucks, goes down to 2250 Wow. So if you want it, yeah, yeah. Now, if you were unfortunate and on the 8th of October, you were unable to get to the Boise Barnes & Noble. That's where Jerry Kramer was promoting this book. That was the only speaking date that I could see that he had. Uh, he, of course, is a native of Idaho, and he was at the Barnes & Noble. Now, maybe if you want to take a road trip there, again, there's no game until Sunday, get in your car, drive to Boise. They might have pictures of Jerry on the 8th of October. But if you don't have time for that, go to triumphbooks.com, buy Run to Win, and put in the coupon code Packerstock. So that's, that's what we have to talk Is about. Is this a good time to, mention, to announce the, uh, the, the new book that we're writing, The History of Packers Therapy? Hmm. If that's yeah. at some point. Is that, should we wait till we're more in development? Um, I, I think that's more of a teaser you've just given. And I think we'll have to we'll have to develop that idea a little more and we'll share more details. In fact, you know what? Like they put the, the Gideon Bible in hotel rooms, maybe <laughs> at the various Packer Therapy Hotel and Casino, we could put that in the that drawer that's by the nightstand where yeah. you op- you open it up and it's like, you know, it's it's the Bible, or if you're in a, a Marriott, you know, it's like they're what do they have, a Book of Mormon or something? I don't know what they have there. Um, and if you're really lucky, there's an old copy of Playboy or something. <laughs> yeah, right. In there, in, there, in there, too. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. bingo. But instead, it'll be more pornographic to see the Packers, the, the, the history of Packers therapy as told by Chris and Dave. Yeah, it's a very short, short very book. Short. It's yeah. a pamphlet, really. It's not but, a book. Well, you'll actually need a shower, though, after <laughs> uh, you read it, because it, it's kind of a tawdry sort of tale. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So where are we at now? We, we, we covered the game. Yeah, we covered the game. 
all that's left is the gambling. Day. That, that, oh, that's all we have is the, is the gambling right. and maybe some pop culture at the end of this, because as long as we got you here, you know. Yeah, might as well throw some bad ideas, more exactly. bad ideas at you. Right. We have lots of bad ideas. What to do after watching the Packers lose? You well, you go and watch one of our shows. That's, oh, that's what God. Yeah. yeah. Or at least listen. Uh, yeah, that, that's right. OK. I, I ready for the betting lines. We went through last week, right? We had two winners who are probably at the hotel right now um, enjoying themselves. Who knows what and, they're doing? And reading Gideon's Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, all right. Let's let's do this week's week seven. We are playing against the Denver Broncos, the, the team that beat us in the Super Bowl uh, 1997, whatever number that was. Uh, what was that? Thirty two. 32. Okay. Packers won 31. They lost 32. They beat up on the Steelers in 45. And it's been a little bit of a drought since then. Yeah. So this is really a revenge game, I call. Oh, this it's is... always every time they play the Broncos, it's a revenge game, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. I agree. Okay. So let's go through the betting lines to uh, to make, you know, just add to the anticipation and the enjoyment of the game. I'm going to ask you the first line, and that is Jordan Love's quarterback rating. Now that's fair because isn't every week now it's it's gone down since the Bears game. I think it's it's I haven't I I haven't tracked this because that would require effort on my part. But I know yeah. last time it was just a, a whisper, a hair, a touch above thirty-two. <laughs> I am hopeful um, that'll be above thirty-two this time around, and I'd like to think that it will be because um, the Broncos are not a great team. Um, they're not horrific. I mean, against the past, they are seventh. Um, you know, um, no, I take that back. <laughs> That's offensively. Defensively, they've allowed the second most passing yards. Um, that that isn't that it that is not good. However, no. Dave, Packers will be playing in thin air. They'll be playing. Uh, it's it's mile high, right? You know, the yeah. mile high club for everybody in attendance, I guess. I can't uh, wait for that as the excuse that the conditioning was an, was an issue. So you, you got well, a different uh, hour difference. You're yes. going west. Yes. Uh, for some reason. And the air. Yeah. The, the air quality or the air. What do you call it? The oxygen. The oxygen content. level. It, yeah. It's not saturated like at sea level. And now, on the other hand, though, the air is thin, which means that. You know, Jordan Love, when he's zipping that ball into triple coverage, it will go a lot more quickly, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. And so I think I, th I think that's a factor to consider. I don't think it's going to be a disaster. Their defense, I'm sorry, the the uh, Broncos defense is not great. And so you'd like to think they're going to do a little better than 32. I'm not going to go triple figures, though, but. I, I think there's going to be a, a little bit of a rebound here. I think Aaron Jones is going to play. That's going to help. I'm going to put his passer rating at 90.5. No. Uh, did I influence it? Because I thought not in the 90s. I'm going to take the under. I am taking, I'm always the trend guy, it feels like, with betting lines. Because it's been so many years I've, I've lost the ability to predict it anymore. Uh, so I'll just go with trends. And uh, I think 90 is a big step for, for Jordan. Um, that would be a big rebound game. I suppose that's possible in Denver, but I don't know. He hasn't played on the road enough. I think to, to be able to overcome loud. I don't know. Is the crowd raucous, you know, in Denver these days, it, given it how used bad to they be. are. Yeah, it used to be, but I'm, I'm not sure if, if they're raucous now, it's probably be because they, you know, want to put people's, heads on a stick or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I don't think it is what it was in the heyday of John Elway or when they had Peyton Manning. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's anything like, like that. Well, here's the thing. I think, you know, if it's above 90, my guess is that they have been able to go back to the drawing room, draw up some plays that are successful for Jordan love. And by the way, I was listening to a much better podcast than ours. Um, <laughs> well, I cannot a, remember. It's, what's kind of, the it's, one? Kind of a, it's kind of a low bar, Dave. Yeah. What's the, the guy, the lawyer that does, uh, uh, Oh, uh, you mean, uh, Paul, Paul Noonan, who yes. does the reporting as eligible podcast. Yes. And did you along, hear his with last, and did you hear his last podcast of what he said was the, what basically the Raiders did to have Jordan love have such a poor game. Did you hear his reasoning? Uh, was that? Be, I'm not sure if this is the one I heard or not, but they they made him throw across the middle. Is yeah, is, is that, they, yeah, okay. They said basically all his successful throws were over the middle, 
and guys that he could see. It wasn't sort of a, um, you know, anticipating as much as, you know, guys, when you see the number, he can hit a guy and it was over the middle. It's not very good in the deep ball, not really good to the sidelines. Although I thought he had a couple of good throws to the sidelines at times. Well, Uh, but they dropped for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dobbs dropped that ball. Uh, so they really bunched the middle, and uh, and I thought that's true. You know, against Detroit, there's the tip ball that for interception. The one he threw into like triple coverage was an interception, and uh, that was basically what the Raiders did. So could the Packers kind of go back, look at the film, see what teams are reacting to Jordan Love, and come up with a game plan that allows him to be successful at the things that he does well? And uh, it's possible. You know, we had a bye week that we're coming off of, and they've had some time. And can they do that? Although I don't think LaFleur's track record out of the bye is, at least my memory of it hasn't been overly positive. It might be 500 or feels like it's less. I don't know if you have that. Yeah, it's, I don't, but I was seeing um, something on, I don't know if it was Twitter or where it was, but somebody was saying, let's not obsess about the Packers record after the bye. So I'm guessing it's not great. I know that they've had some, I know that they've had some struggles coming out of the bye under LaFleur. I think they're really good on, under McCarthy, though, right? That that was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I think that's true. So anyway, do you think that they, you're saying that you think that they can go back, kind of be a little bit more creative or find out what works? You know, Aaron Jones makes a huge difference because that takes uh, maybe some more people into the box, although it feels like there are quite a few in the box already. Um, well, that that's not what I'm saying at all, Dave. Uh, okay. What I'm saying is that, Denver's pass defense is awful, so I expect Jordan Love will do better. <laughs> all right, all right, he's got to be accurate, so I'm going to take yeah. the under at nine okay. and a half. Okay. All right, number number two, uh, what is Russell Wilson's quarterback rating going to be? I felt like that's no. a pretty interesting stat because he's an old ex Badger and we know him well. What do you think about Russell Wilson these days? Well, that's uh, what I was getting at before. The team, the Broncos team, is seventh in the NFL in passer rating. So I assume that because Russell Wilson's their main guy that, you know, they, he's probably also in the top 10 when it comes to passer rating. And Russell Wilson's a, is a vet. He's, he's a pro. He's won a super bowl, been, been in a couple. Um, and you know, he's, he seems to have magic against the Packers. Um, so I expect him to do pretty well. I think most of their problems have been on defense, uh, this year. So I would expect that, you know, Russell Wilson is probably going to have a better passer rating because, you know, Packer defense, um, you know, I mean, they're pretty good against the past. Did you know that they've allowed the second fewest yards against the pass? I, I, I've seen some of those stats. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Um, yeah, and I guess, you know, they've talked about the game against the Raiders that, you know, the defense actually played pretty well. And I thought, yeah, I suppose when you look at the the numbers, but watching the game, I, I don't feel like the defense was ever something I felt confidence in. But, um, you know, I guess the stats don't lie. Uh, if that's true, then that's true. I, I just, I don't know if I put a lot of reliance or feel like I can say the Packers defense, pass defense in particular is good. I mean, are we, are you prepared to say that despite no. the stats? No, I'm I'm not prepared to say that. I, I I think though where the skew comes in is they're not very good against the run, and they've had yeah, difficulties. That's what they're giving. Yeah, yeah, no one's no one's passing. It's because they can just run. Yeah, I think that happened in previous seasons too. That oh well, gee, you know, Packers are great on third down. Well, that's because teams don't get to third down because they're getting a first down on first or second down. Yeah, and I I kind of think that's a little bit of the the factor here. Plus, you know, there are teams that have had bye weeks and teams that have not had bye weeks, and so maybe that's also you know coming into this particular stat, which is kind of you know gross in that it it only shows the yardage parts of it. But I think, you know, if, if he had to choose a strength of the Packers defense, probably be their play against the pass. But generally speaking, I don't think this is a great uh, pass defense. They may have uh, Stokes. I'm not sure what his um, situation is. I don't know if he'll have Savage. It'll be interesting to see if that means if uh, Mr. Simone Biles is, is going to play or if they'll move Rasul Douglas, you know, to safety. I'm not exactly sure what what that's going to look like, uh, or if they're just going to you know, roll out a injured savage out, out there. I don't know. Um, but getting back to the whole, you know, I, th- I think I think uh, Wilson will do uh, better 
uh, than our guy will do. But um, I'm not going to go triple figures, but I will go in the high 90s. I'll go 97. Hmm. I'm going to take the under just because that's a high number. I think Wilson will have a decent game against the Packers. I'm kind of trending all negative. Um, but uh, I think 97 is too high. So I'll take the under on the Wilson's quarterback rating. Uh, by the way, you were talking about different options for corner. You know, Stokes comes back. Different things. Mm. You think there's a chance that Preston Smith plays corner just full time that we just decide he is now going to be a cornerback since he uh, had such success against Devontae in the last game. Well, you know, the tape on him is a little mixed, um, you know, in a, in a very granted, a very limited, uh, you know, sample size. Um, as long as they don't match him up against, uh, you know, Devontae or another future Hall of Famer, I would put him out there. I mean, why not? You know, he, yeah. he might provide some really good run support out there. Yeah, he's a little stiff in the hips. You know, yep. that's uh, that, that was yep. evident and uh, not probably not as he's not a speedy corner. No. But, uh, you know, Joe Barry finds him reliable. He seems to find his way out there. But, you know, kidding aside, did you see the uh, uh, press conference with Joe Barry when you talk about that play? I read. I did not see it. I read the the transcript. Yeah, I think if you summarize, he's like, look, when that happens, you just got to survive the play, I think is what he basically said, which almost it's like somehow he was out of everyone's control that uh, Preston Smith was in that situation. And uh, maybe at the end, he said, yeah, that's sort of on me. Um, nothing there made me feel like, okay, fair enough. Like, you know, that happens or this way he's thinking. I mean, it was the least confident answer I've ever heard. Well, so, it's, uh, but we all survived the play. We're here to talk about it. So I guess it was a success. That's true. Yes, he's alive. Everyone's alive and well. That's, that's exactly. True. And that's really what matters. You know, <laughs> forget about the, the 21 yards that Devontae got in, in the first down. Hey, we're all here to talk about it. You know, yeah, that's we, right. We all got paid, you know, that's the, maybe that's, that's our problem with Joe Barry. Our perspective is different. We're just not playing on the same level. He just is trying to get everyone home safe. He's a Zen uh, master, Dave. uh, Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Moving along. Number three, uh, total reception yards by Romeo Dobbs. Oh man. He did not, uh, did not light up the scoreboard, uh, last game. And I do believe he even dropped a pass at a critical moment in time, which was disappointing. Um, now I guess we'll have, I mean, it's hard to project Packer injuries because it always seems that Sunday morning is a surprise. Oh, look, who's not playing. We right. thought he was fine. And that, that seems to be the case with Jones and Bakhtiari. Maybe that'll be with Christian Watson th- this week. Um, I think if Watson plays, that's going to impact. And I, I think he will play. That's going to impact what, uh, Romeo Dobbs does. So, um, I think, though, he might be the leading receiver in terms of receptions because he does seem like he's more of their possession guy. You know, I mean, I don't mean that as a pejorative. He's a pretty good player. But um, when they go downfield, I'm guessing they'll be looking for Christian Watson. Uh, and that's where the yardage is. And that's what you want to know, right, is what the yardage is, is, is going to be for for, for Yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, with that frame... I'm going to put his uh, number, his passing yardage at 64. 64. That's a, okay. I'm going to take the under on that one. Just again, that's a high number. I, you have, a, I have a much more of a disappointing offensive game on both sides. I think it's going to be a slog. Um, yeah, your number so far, two nineties and a six, but their but their their defense is not great. Now I've not watched other than the little bits and pieces you see on red zone. I've not really watched. Denver. So, but my, you know, from what I understand, their defense isn't great. So I would expect that, um, you know, love's going to pass for, Oh, no, maybe this is a, I shouldn't say that because this might be one of your, um, betting lines coming up, but I think he's going to have a healthy passing yardage. And like I said, I I think his passer ring is going to be pretty good. I expect he'll throw a pick, but I also expect he's going to throw a couple of TDs too. Okay. Well, I guess that's, we see a little bit different. That's uh, why the betting lines exist. So we'll, we'll keep carrying on. But speaking of the offense, what were the Packers as a team? I try to get away from players a little bit because there's so many injuries this year. Yeah. You never really know, you know, who's going to play or not, mm-hmm. but it, Packers as a team, including the quarterback, what would be the rushing yards per carry? Oh, so Mike's going to have to do a little bit of math here. Well, and th- 
don't the stats say what the yards per carry is? I mean, it won't be too hard. I think, I think Mike can probably read that table when it comes out. Okay. In the, in this yeah. Yeah. Well, Fair let's enough. give him a little, let's give him a little bit of credit because we want him to continue to do this in the future. So Mike, you're the man. Um, so let me look at these stats here. Uh, Denver. Um, oh my. Uh, they, they, they have allowed the most rushing yards in the NFL. They're, oh boy. Well, that's, it's, that's, that's a it's good easy to find. It's easy to find them. They're right at the bottom of the stack. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. So let's think about this for a second. Um, is they keep wanting to force the run. And I think this might be something else that reporting is eligible said is that, um, the Packers are forcing the run. They're not using the run strategically to set up certain things and certain looks. They're just running it for the sake of running it, you know, trying to quote, establish the run, uh, which is, you know, not the way in, in the opinion of those fellas, that's not the way that the, um, the stats say that you should go about the running game. Um, so I, I think if, if this is what they do, if they're just going to run because damn it, we want to be a running team. We want to be hard nosed. Um, and they're just going to run the damn ball. Um, then I expect they'll, you know, probably get what they want to get and they'll rush for over a hundred yards. And I would imagine that they're going to have a rushing average. I'm going to put it at uh, four and a half, 4.5, four and a half. Oh, I'm going to take the under on that one. Oh goodness. Four hundreds in a row. Um, now a big part is if Aaron Jones plays, that's a huge part of this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming he is. And uh, we no longer have Patrick Taylor, right? So to, to, to kick around anymore. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So it would have to be Emmanuel Lewis, uh, Wilson, whatever his name is, he would be. But maybe Aaron Jones plays. I haven't heard, but that would make a difference. But I'm going to take the under uh, for the average yards per carry. Number five, who will be the first Packer player to register a sack on, I assume, Russell Wilson? Well, I, I mean, you Got to go with uh, Rashawn Gray on that one. Um, you know, I mean, Gary, in the limited amount of time he's played, the guy's been a beast. You know, he's, I mean, I, I watched that uh, that Dallas game uh, on Monday night, and I don't know that the Packers have anybody, you know, quite like some of those defensive players like Micah Parsons, but the only one they have that's close is Rashawn Gary. And I expect that, if anybody's going to going to get a sack out of the box, it's going to be him. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with Kenny Clark because it seems that Kenny Clark shows up early, gets that sack yep. Yep. Yep, on a third down early on, and then kind of disappears in terms of having another sack. Well, um, he's, he needs a nap. He needs some lunch. Yeah. yeah well, so I'm going to go with Kenny Clark with another one of his, you know, big stop third down first drive. And then, you know, maybe not another sack the rest of the game. So I'll take Kenny Clark. Good. Uh, number six, will, yes or no, will Jordan Love compete, complete a pass over 35 yards? Yes or no? Um, maybe you could just stop it a little sooner and say, will he complete a pass? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, maybe is a more relevant and important question. Um, 35 yards. See, the thing is, that doesn't mean he's going to throw the ball, you know, 35 yards and somebody's going to catch it. That's right. It could, it could be the Christian Watson against the Eagles last year where it comes across the middle on what, like a 12 yard pass. And he, he runs, you know, 60 afterwards. And that happened of course, earlier this year too. So I'm going to say, yes, okay. uh, somebody is going to have a reception. Now, not necessarily 35 yards in the air, but somebody will have a reception that the gain is above 35 yards. Yeah. I guess I'm not going to do that to Mike and say, it's got to be 35 in the air. That's the, kind of no, what I was going way too for hard. more. Yeah, but I'll, so I'll say yes too. Although I don't think it's a it's a definite. That's an easy one, um, given that a lot of times that does require some deep ball down the, the down the field. And Christian, they got one against the Raiders with Christian Watson. Unfortunately, the horse collar only <laughs> took that touchdown three points. Yeah. But uh, I'll say yes as well. Um, number seven. This is one that I dread. Uh, if this was a higher number, uh, total rushing yards for Russell Wilson. I feel like Russell burns us with his feet a lot. Um, he's an older player, 
but uh, I think we're just very susceptible to a running quarterback. And I think Russell's going to get us. I think the last game I was looking up, he had, this was against the chiefs. He rushed for 31 yards. So what do you think? How many rushing yards for Russell? Yeah. You know, I think earlier in his career, this would be more of a concern. I don't have his age in front of me. He's what guy's got to be what? 32, 33, something like that. I mean, he's not an old guy. Um, but I don't know if that's a as big a part of his game as it once was. Packers do seem to get burned, though, a lot by quarterbacks who get outside the pocket and cause mischief. And, you know, if anybody's going to do it, our old buddy Russ is the is the guy who's going to do that. Uh, Thirty one yards. It's not a it's not a bad it's not a bad mark, but I don't think the Packers defense is all that good. Uh, they will be playing a lot of zone, which means they're going to be watching the quarterback more. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, 40 yards on the field. Though. Yeah, well, sure. And, you know, uh, okay. I'm going to say it'd be a little better, but not a ton better. I'm going to put it at 37. 37. Okay. That's a high number. All right. Well, I'll, I was going to say over no matter what you said until you said 37. So I'll, I'll take the under. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, seven and a half. What will be the result of the first drive? And I'm asking that because the, we've had the, the bye pack, weeks. The Packers, the Packers first drive? Okay. Packers first drive, right. Uh, first offensive series. Uh, can LeFleur script a good set of plays so that it results in a touchdown, field goal, punt, whatever interception, whatever you think it's going to be? What do you think the result of the first drive will be? Yeah, I think the reporting is eligible guys talked about this too. Um, so we're just a, uh, a a recap of reporting that yeah, eligible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's well, what we've people, become. People don't have to listen to Paul and you know Jr. You know they that's don't true. do that. They they can just listen to us and we'll give you the high points. Um, <laughs> no, they they do a good job because they're you know they're irreverent and they 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 do a nice job and they actually know more about the oh. you know the 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 advanced stat kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. right. Um, so anyway, uh, you asked me a question. Dave. What was that? What was that question? Again? You know, I asked you the results of the first oh, Packers yes. offensive series. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they, they don't do a good job. And I, I guess, was it them that was saying there's somebody else? It's not scripting like it used to be. <laughs> that was very funny, Dave. Well, um, I don't well, get it. I, I, I just saw you sent me an emoji and I'm. I'm I'm touched by that. Thank you. Oh yeah, I actually sent that three oh five. That was a good thirty minutes ago, but that's okay. Well, you make Skype, me laugh regardless. Skype is great that way. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what they were saying, somebody was saying that it's not like in the Holmgren days when the actual, you know, these are our first fifteen plays, you know, and the yeah. scripted out. Um, now I guess there's more fluidity with that. Uh, it's not as, as, as rigid as it might have once been once you get beyond the first play or two. Um, so it's, it's hard to know whatever it is. Packers have not been a great, uh, early start team kind of thing. You know, they, they, they do seem to have some difficulties, uh, you know, with that. Um, so I am anticipating they self scouted this. And they said, oh, my, this is a problem. We need to get a faster start. And it's probably been a point of emphasis is what I'm guessing. Uh, will they score a touchdown? Defense for Denver is not great. I think they will score. But do you want me to say if it's going to how, how many points? Yeah, a field goal, touchdown. I'm going to go with a field goal on okay. that. I, I, I have confidence that they won't go three and out or have to punt on the first possession. Uh, I think they'll score, but I don't think it'll be a TD. All right. I'm going to say punt. I'm uh, going with the theme of a low scoring slog of a game. I'm going to say punt. Okay. Um, seven, three, fours. Uh, this is a little bit different. I don't know if I've ever asked this before, or at least this open ended. Uh, what is something during the broadcast that you think they will show? That's, a, you know, off uh, outside of the obvious. Um, something sort of like, you know, after commercial or sort of a special highlight. I know what I'm going to say uh, since I've been thinking about it. I'll give you some time to think about this. I think they're going to show Russell Wilson in a UW Badgers uniform. Ooh. Uh, so you could go with something from, well, let's see. Do you have anything that comes to your mind yep. that you think? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, 
John Elway doing the helicopter thing <laughs> at the okay. end. So yeah, I I I think we're going to have a flashback to Super Bowl Thirty Two. That's what I think. All right, Super Bowl Thirty Two. Uh, in particular, you'll say the John Elway helicopter. That's a good. One. So exactly. feel free to yeah. be creative on what you think they'll show. I'm sure they'll show a mountain. You know, maybe we, I don't know if you get Michael give you credit for that. Um, <laughs> if, anyway. Well, if if there's a helicopter landing on the mountain, perhaps you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, John Elway. Helicoptering onto a mountain, that would be very specific. <laughs> and then a uh, tiebreaker, uh, total Packer points. Let me write down my answer before you. Uh... Yeah. I, you know, we're seeing this game, you know, differently. I, I think that um, the Packers going to be able to move the ball and score. Uh, I actually think the Packers are going to win. Uh, I'm not. I, I know their defensive numbers aren't bad. They've actually been pretty good and on the points side of things, but I do think Denver's going to be able to move the ball and score also. So I'm expecting, you know, more of like a, a 27, 24 kind of game with the Packers at 27. All right. 27. I'm going to say 16. Oh goodness. I'm and going with the, do you, do you see him losing? Uh, I, I do see them losing. I, I really am souring on this team as I've hear more about it this week. And thinking about what they are really struggling to do, I mean, it's a lot. The offensive line is 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 a, I guess, decent at pass protecting, but can't you know pass block True. or a run block. Right. Um, right. Their running backs, I, I guess, if Aaron Jones comes back, that could change a lot. But they can't really run the ball that well. The scheme is not very good. Their tight end that they're hoping for can't get any yards after the catch. Um, the receivers are young and don't seem to be getting open in space. Jordan Love is struggling with his accuracy. And then Joe Barry covers everything defensively. So I guess outside of the punter and the field goal kicker so far, they're showing signs of really struggling. And so now they got the bye week. They've trying to circle the wagons, I suppose, a little bit. And now I kind of lean on what does Matt LaFleur do to try to, you know, rally the troops. And I, I'm sort of souring on him too. So I, all of it, I mean, Denver needs this desperately. They have a coach that at least at one point was respected. I don't know about that anymore. See, the problem overrated, is, always overrated that guy. In my well, opinion. the problem was his coaching star was never brighter than when he was not coaching. Right. As soon as he right, was right. announcing, he was the hottest commodity. Now, when you got to prove it, uh, then, you know, all of a sudden now you've all these, these, you know, problems. And, you know, if you, it, if you like uh, a seven and nine season, three of them in a row, with a hall of fame quarterback, Peyton's your guy. He's your guy. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but I do, th- I think the Packers are going to lose this game. I, until oh. I see that the Packers can, um, overcome what maybe the latest book written on, on love, you know, let's say Denver does the same thing. Can love, you know, overcome a crowded middle of the field, you know, can he not throw an interception and, I, I don't know. I got to see it first. I'm, a, I'm from Missouri right now, and that's a show me state. So I, I'm going to go with 16 as my total oh. points and Packers. So, Boy, they so lose. we're 11 points different there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a lot. So yeah, I'm Mr. Negative. I'm sorry. Um, well, but that's really kind of you know been the vibe that's out there all week. Yeah. Is is there been a lot of negativity? People are turning on on Lafleur. They got nothing to say about pretty much. You know, anybody on the Packers, their offensive line is, you know, soft, can't can't block for the run. They can barely block for the pass. You know, hearing these ratings, uh, you know, guys doing at the bye week, you know, you would you would think that they're, you know, oh, and five and have been out of every game. And I don't I know. Really it's see it that quickly, way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, but that's the nature of things. I mean, people go on what they've seen most recently. The last two games have been hard to watch. Right. That's right. And, you know, I guess there's parts of the Atlanta game that was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the New Orleans game was was uplifting because they came back and it was a great shot of love. You know, at the but end the, of the game, we'd won. He's getting the crowd going. That was cool. The Bears are like, you almost like discount the Bears game. Yeah, yeah that does so terrible, right? That was like the last preseason game, really. Yeah, right. Uh, so, and, yeah. And, but there, you know, I mean, when you do look at it that way. It's it seems like they're and this is what Andy Herman has been saying is that the trend, you know, has been has been down from that first game, even though they were able to rally late. But the first three quarters of that game, you know, were, they were terrible. Uh, the first three quarters of the Atlanta game, they were fine. But then they you know created in the fourth quarter. My 
feeling is that this is what you get, you know, when you say, screw it, we're just guys. And I think oh. I think this this is, this is what you get. Say that again, that last part. Did I, I did I yeah, I think this, this is what you get when you go with young guys. Yeah, yeah, I, guess, I mean, yeah. right. Yeah, that's that's just kind of the the nature of going with a youth movement in inexpensive group of guys um, who are trying to learn together. And this is the sort of stuff you're going to have to endure probably the rest of this season, and I think even probably for a bit of next season, then maybe in the first half of next season. Uh, but if they're not showing improvement by the second half of next season, you know, I think Packers will be probably starting from scratch. And yeah. you, you hope it's not going to be one, one of those. You're constantly trying to find that magic. You know, you have a coach for a couple of years, you get rid of them, a quarterback, you get rid of them. You, you know, that that kind of thing is a cycle. And we've seen that repeated again and again in Chicago and in you know, Detroit and places like that, uh, where the Packers have had remarkable stability. But uh, right now, it's uncertain. I mean, if this rebuild that they're going through right now, you know, doesn't pan out, you can um, they're going to have a new GM, they're going to have a new coach, a new quarterback, and then we're going to be starting over again. If that doesn't work out in a couple of years, you know, we I think a lot of us have lived through those cycles. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to seeing any of that happen. I hope I'm wrong. I desperately hope that I'm wrong with this and that they, you know, start to show at least they show signs of being good, even if they don't win a ton of games um, and show improvement, you know, that the floor shows, you know, something that's like, that was a great call, great play. Like they had a good scheme for this game. I want to see all of that. And uh, you know, we have nothing to do, but be patient, but here's the problem. They beat Denver just like the first game of the season. It's going to be like, well, that was right. Denver, right? Exactly. So they, yep. they really, they can't afford to lose. Like that's been a new low. But if they win, it's sort of like is still, uh, you know, we're all going to be very undecided, it's, especially if they win, you know, very, you know, just eke out a win. We're going to all be pretty disappointed still because it's just Denver. But uh, we need a win. Yeah. No question. It, it is just Denver. But at this point, any win, I think, is is welcomed and it can be, you know, a sign of optimism, even if it is just fill in the blank of the hopeless team. It is the fact that you beat that hopeless team, even if it was by a single point on the last play of the game. And and I, I think there is something to that, you know, with a team that is as young as their youngest team in the NFL. This is just what you're going to get. So I'll take any kind of win whatsoever. All right. I, I will, too. I hope for the best. Hope I see some signs of improvement for love. I hope LaFleur calls a, a good game. I hope there's some creativity in that, a lot more motion, you know, yes. things that he is, you know, was built to, to do. You know, we wanted to see his offense. I don't think that was his offense against the Raiders. And there's just no reason to play it safe anymore. I don't think there's any team that you could say, look, as long as we don't make a mistake, we'll just win. I feel like we're one of those teams that we have to strive to beat anybody. So I hope that he... Is aggressive on defense, is creative on offense. I want to see some of that. That would bring me around a little bit too. Yeah, but that, that's one of the most puzzling things to me is, you know, where did that illusion of complexity go? Um, he, for whatever reason, now is it something they saw in practice where these guys, you know, couldn't handle all the different, you know, things they want them to do. I mean, after that first series where, you know, Musgrave got an earful from the head coach because it turned out, you know, he was in the wrong place, ran the wrong route. And maybe they're seeing that all the time in practice and saying, boy, we, you know, we can't do what we want to do because these guys can barely line up, you know, right. and, and maybe that's what's going on and why things have looked a little more bland than we expected. But hell, you're, you're kind of playing with house money here. You might as well, you know, to extend the metaphor, roll the dice and take some chances. Let people make mistakes because they're not going anywhere this year anyway. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. I think that's exactly right. If they can't handle it, push. You know, I, I think you playing it down the middle isn't. No one's learning that way, and you know, it certainly is boring to watch. So, even if it results in lots of turnovers, I want to see the effort. I want to see creativity. Give it a try. And I promise not to be overly critical when it really, you know, doesn't work out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen. I <laughs> that, yeah. Um, so uh, 
have have we done all the tiebreakers or do we have more on the uh no that's all the tiebreakers so if you want to play along uh, with everyone else that uh all the degenerates that are out there uh <laughs> you need to email mike miller with your results uh or go to the google sheets or whatever it is that he does i you all know more than me uh but you if you don't have not done it before email mike miller at mitnomiller at gmail.com that's m-i-t-n-o-m-i-l-l er at gmail.com yeah there'll be no singing because the packers lost and i think that's a blessing for all of us that's right uh, that we won't have to endure that but please if you're listening to this you like the betting lines you play the betting lines play and get your friends and family to play we're not getting paid for any of that i mean this isn't like you know buying the jerry kramer book here you know this isn't anything like that just go ahead and play it's fun and it's more fun when more people play so by all means Go there and do that. And long, as long as I got you here, Dave, what kind of pop culture are you ingesting these days? You know, I have a couple. I have had a chance to uh, catch up on a couple movies. And, uh, I, I, you know, I have been a Marvel fan. You, you're not really watching No, that no. That's no, way off like that, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, there's one that's – if there's any one that would be a little bit – artsy up your alley a little bit it, i mean it is animated which i'm sure is not even close to something not said. even not even remotely no but bear with me here i'm sure if you've seen it it's very uh was it no i guess barbie was the largest grossing movie of the year right. but this one was before barbie i think it was was uh, spider-man across the uh multiverse across ah. the uh, spider-verse sorry um <laughs> the uh it, it is. Uh, it's actually very, very good. And I have getting fatigue on Marvel movies. And, uh, and if it's animated, that's usually a little bit outside of my my comfort zone. Um, but I watch. I, it's a very highly uh, critics just you know love this movie. Like love the first one. And I watched it with my son the other night. And if you like Marvel at all, I haven't seen this. Uh, they're actually very, very, very good. The animation is so interesting and creative. That's why I think you might be interested in this, Chris. You didn't have comic books at all when you were young? Oh, sure. Did you, yeah. you, so, yeah, it's like the animation style is it, it's so unique. It's hard to explain. They use different types of styles. And some looks very much like just out of a comic book, like the, the dots and the lines and look just like it was on an old comic book. Um, and others are just, uh, you know, very like watercolor-like. They, they use all kinds of different styles. Really interesting story. It's two and a half hours long, so it's not a short one. Um, but I watched it this week and I thought it was very good. So I highly recommend um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I also have another, um, and it's a podcast, and it's a particular one. Um, I was listening to this on my drive to Chicago. It's uh, called Faith Driven Investor. Huh. Uh, and if you go to episode, let's see, 159, it's scrolling. Uh, let me see if I can... Get it to stop scrolling here. Uh, episode 159, it's called Marks on the Markets. And it's an interview on thematic investing with Dave, me. Wow. I'm, on, I'm being interviewed what? on the podcast. Yes, Wait a that's second right. now. Wait, you save this for the end of our podcast? <laughs> that's Why, right. th- I did. Th- this is the headline, my friend. No, no, no. It's not that good. Uh, it's But it's a good uh, 30, 40 minute interview with me. Uh, Faith Driven Investor, episode 159. Uh, Pastor Kevin, Pastor Logan, uh, you might appreciate it. It's it's very heavy on the investing side and less on the faith side, but there is a little bit that, you know, the point they want to ask me more about what I do sort of as a living. But if you were ever interested in like what in the world uh, I do and sort of hear my perspectives on the markets, you can actually hear it on a podcast. So uh, I'll throw that out there and uh just be kind on the comments because we don't need, you know, um, any kind of blue language on a faith-driven investor <laughs> comic board. But, you know, love to have you all listen to it. I can see it now. People listening to faith-driven investor <laughs> and wondering, and wondering where, where the gambling lines are. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But down Packers therapy sucks for some reason. Yeah, the whole, like, why, why is this on there? It makes no sense. <laughs> Well, all right. So Faith Driven Investors, the podcast you can hear about uh, Dave and uh, his day job. So that's yeah. right. that, that that's sounds right. pretty. I should listen because I don't know the 
first damn thing you, you do. So those would be interesting. Well, I'm sure I do it with this podcast too, but like uh, I talk about inflation and then I switch to unemployment, but then I say the word inflation instead of unemployment. So I'm saying about, we want inflation to go up or you know something <laughs> like, or I say it the opposite. And uh, as in real time, as you're saying, you can't, you don't see it. But then I listen back to it. I think, oh my gosh, that makes no sense. I said the wrong word or I said it different. I probably do it all the time. Everyone's very painfully aware that I do it all the time on this podcast. But uh, anyway, I think you get the general gist of what I do and what I'm trying to accomplish right now with my uh, day job. So I think it's kind of interesting. So if you're into investments at all, you might find that pretty, pretty good. Well, I'm going to leave with a podcast too. Uh, one I may have mentioned in the past year. I'm not sure that I have, uh, but on the chance that I haven't mentioned it. Um, it's actually, it's a military history podcast, but it's one with an attitude. You know, it's not, it's not dry and stuffy. Uh, it's called Lions Led by Donkeys. And it's, yes, uh, it's uh, a couple of military guys. One of them, I think, was, a, was an Army Ranger, Green Beret officer the 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 other guy was also in the in the service but i think he's an academic now he's a military historian and they're younger guys i mean one guy said he was 39 i I think the other guy must be about the same age based on the way he talks and things um right now i'm um they're doing a five-part series on the battle for stalingrad in world war ii and they convey the history um and then they have a lot of observations, you know, based on their experience in the military. Now, there is a lot of blue language, as you might expect from guys who've, you know, been in the military and actually faced combat and those kinds of things. And they do a lot to to highlight the, you know, the actual conditions that the Nazis and the Soviets you know, and the tactics they use, like, you know, putting people into battle without weapons, without training, you know, kind of like just human, you know, meat. Uh, but the way they lay this out and their comments about it make a very sad and troubling story pretty funny. <laughs> it's actually, <laughs> it's actually, it's really well done because it gives you the history, but it gives you the history and their commentary based on, you know, modern tactics and the way the U.S. Army, you know, handles things and why they would never, you know, do things like uh, the Soviets did or the Nazis did, you know, where they had uh, political officers with all of these armies and their whole job was, you know, to, to, Kill guys that got out of line, you know, that that were retreating or weren't fighting or or they didn't fight to the death. And therefore, they're going to get killed by the commissar, uh, you know, all is clear here, commissar. Yeah. And that's what and that's what these guys did. It's a remarkable story. Very, very well told. Uh, but they have you know, they did a whole bunch of, uh, you know, different history things and they delve into the history and they talk about the tactics, but doing it in such a way that's rather colorful. So uh, if you like military history and you like it, you know, with an attitude, um, it's really good. Again, it's called Lions Led by Donkeys. And as you might guess, there is a uh, particular bent toward the fact that a lot of the leaders, you know, are fools and idiots. And they put, you know, the the lions, in this case, the fighting soldier, into harm's way. And Mm -hmm. They're quite critical of that. So I recommend that, and I'm really enjoying uh, this series on uh, the battle for Stalingrad. Um, uh, to watch that. They're up to 281 episodes. Yes. And I'm scrolling through of all the different wars and battles, and many of them I've never heard of. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. quite, quite a bit of quite a bit of quite a bit of battles over our history that they're they're covering. It's interesting. The the only ones I listen to are uh, the ones that I've heard of, because right? there's a lot of things. I think they even go back way in history to, you know, like, you know, the um, Thermopylae and all these, you know, kind of, you know, really old school ones. And then, you know, World War Two and, you know, and Vietnam stuff. But they really do a good job of deconstructing all of this stuff and doing it with an attitude. And I would recommend starting, uh, I think there are three episodes into the Battle for Stalingrad. And I really think it's it's both instructive and it's easy to listen to as well. So, uh, Interesting. Right. yeah, so I would say check that out. And then um, I will also mention um, an HBO 
mini series, I guess is what you might call it, or limited series, I guess is what they call it. And, you know, I think it was got panned by a lot of places, but I thought it was really, really good. And it was the Justin Thoreau and Woody Harrelson uh, show White House Plumbers. Mm. And I think that's on Max. Is okay. where, I think is you're where, right. Yeah. And I six episodes, maybe. But it's it's the story of E. Howard Hunt and um, G. Gordon Liddy and essentially the farce that the Watergate break in was. And Thoreau and Harrelson are absolutely terrific in their roles as E. Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy. I, I, I recommend this. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I was surprised to see the rather mixed reviews of it. Um, I, it's really good acting performances. And it's, it's, it's done, again, more um, as an absurdity and, you know, and done for laughs. They play these characters as kind of buffoons. And I guess that's fair based on what a joke that was. So absolutely, I would um, I would definitely recommend people, especially if you were have heard of this period, this Watergate uh, period of time, and maybe you don't know a lot about it. It you know there is some some really good history there. If you live through it, like like I did, um, and I was quite young at the time, I was in my teens when all this happened. Um, it is really. Um, entertaining to see this kind of come to life and it's a period piece it's you know from the 1970s so if you like that kind of thing as well but i recommend uh white house plumbers and the great performances by justin thoreau and woody harrells all right i'll check that out too those two good recommendations all right well i think i think we probably bored people as long as we can but we'll be back to bore people again uh after the packers and the denver broncos clash uh Late on uh, Sunday afternoon. Now, that's a 325 Lambeau Field um, start time. I guess that would be probably, what, 225 uh, in Denver. So most of that game, I guess, would be in the daylight, I suppose. Uh, but it'd be thin air, Dave. Thin air and a time yeah. zone change. Dangerous air. Like poison yeah. for these poor Packer players. I think they're going to have like probably like a like a uh, an iron lung affixed <laughs> to the back of players because the air is going to be so thin, you know, maybe they'll equip them with an ice axe, you know, because you're not up there in the mountains. I'm sure there'll be icy conditions. It'll, it'll, it'll be like into thin air. The, the book by John Krakauer, you know, yeah, that, that's right. I think this was going to be like, so, <laughs> so anyway, that's going to be on Sunday afternoon. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about what I see as a Packers victory and what, and what Dave sees as another brutal, crushing Packers defeat, but we'll find out after we watch on Sunday. And until that time, I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that is Packers News. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that's Packers Therapy. 